Okay, so let's talk about another case where there is a 46-year-old man and who is brought to the emergency department by his wife 45 minutes after the onset of severe epigastric pain. So this man is coming to you and he is 46-year-old. He is having severe epigastric pain and that started 45 minutes ago. Initial vitals when you check the patient is tachycardic, his pulse is 126, is having very high respiratory rate that is 26 per minute his blood pressure is 104 by 62 so he's about to you know losing his blood pressure and falling blood pressure is there in this situation so initial history the patient experienced sudden onset of the severe epigastric pain 45 minutes ago while he was resting at home the pain is constant and is rated as 10 on 10 scale the pain radiates towards the left shoulder Changing the body position does not relieve the pain. In addition, he has been feeling increasing fatigue over the past two months. He has had heartburn over the several years and treated with antacids, which appears to have worsening over the past two months. There is no shortness of breath, constipation or diarrhea. Now, past medical history includes heartburn treated with the over-the-counter antacids and a motor vehicle accident four years ago. Family history and social history and other histories are unremarkable. Now, what are the initial orders you're going to do? So since the patient is having severe distress, then you have to order the blood pressure. You have to monitor the cardiac, cardiac monitoring and pulse oximetry. Examination, you have to examine generally and do the chest, heart, abdomen and rectal examination. Now, pulse oximetry re result was 98% on room air. And uh, general examination patient appears well-developed, mildly overweight, is moaning in pain and laying immobile and holding his stomach in distress. Chest and lung examination, chest wall is normal, diaphragms and chest moves equally symmetrically with respiration, no abnormality on percussion and auscultations. Heart and cardiovascular examination, patient is tachycardic and S1, S2 sound is normal, no murmur, no gallops, nothing, no extra sound, peripheral pulses are weak and also central pulses are weak. No jugular venous distension, blood pressure is equal in both arms. Abdomen, bowel sounds are absent and there is no bruise. So bowel sound are absent, this is important. Abdomen is diffusely tender and rigid. So diffusely tender and rigid, these are the signs of peritonitis because of some reason there is no hernia. Now, rectal signs, sphincter tone is normal, no mass, no abnormality, school local blood testing is positive. So this patient is having blood in the stool as well. Now. What is the suspected diagnosis and what is the next step in the management of this patient? So this patient is having uh, something related to his GI tract and there is peritonitis features so maybe because he was having a peptic ulcer which perforated recently. So now let's see. So for peptic ulcer diseases, look for the epigastric pain that is in groaning stage and is burning occurring after meals and so yeah this occurs after me so he say there's once i start eating it's to hurt more okay that may be relieved by food and antacid other symptoms include blenching bloating and heartburn melena fatigue from anemia and weight loss so fatigue from anemia weight loss melena and burn so melena is there that's why two local blood testing was positive in patient with perforation look for more severe sharp abdominal pain with abnormal vital signs on examination, the peptic ulcer disease may show mild tenderness. If perforated abdominal rebound tenderness, guarding rigidity are present. Stool local blood testing is positive. Okay, 
Endoscopic is the diagnostic test of choice in peptic ulcer disease. However, it is not used if you suspect a perforation. So, if, just, if this was just a case of uh, peptic ulcer disease, then you could have gone for the endoscopic procedure. But since you are suspecting a guarding rigidity and, you know, overall tenderness, so in that situation, you are not going to do the perforation. You, instead, you will do a chest x-ray, which will show a free abdominal air in the perforation. So, wherever there is this, you will see abdominal in the air. You will do an erect abdominal x-ray and chest x-ray and you will see the air. And also abdominal CT scan is typically used as primary diagnostic modality in case of perforation. So instead of x-ray, you can simply go for abdominal CT scan and you can order a chest x-ray. So abdominal CT scan and chest x-ray is needed. Baseline testing for CBC, BMP and type and cross matching is done. PT, PTT, LFT, amylase, lipase is recommended. So you have to test for CBC, BMP, cross matching, PT, PTT, LFT, amylase, lipase and testing for H. pylori is generally performed. So you need to test for H. pylori as well. Now, how you want to manage this case? So if it was a non-perforated ulcer, then you treat the H. pylori infection. So you have to give the PPIs, you have to give two antibiotics and uh, that means you have to give either omeprazole along with the clarithromycin and amoxicillin. So you can use amoxicillin, clarithromycin and omeprazole combination. And you ask the patient to avoid NSAIDs. You say no to diclofenac, no to any other things which can lead to this peptic ulcer disease. Very, very important. And uh, alcohol and smoking is avoided. So if this was a case of non-perforated ulcer, then you treat the H. pylori infection, which is treated with PPI and 2 antibiotics, which includes the omeprazole, clarithromycin, and amoxicillin. For a perforation and an unstable patient, you have to access for the IV line. You have to start the normal saline. So as soon as you start giving the fluids, you check the ABCs, whether intubation is needed or not, because this patient is in severe distress and he is having some sort of abnormal findings and he's not breathing or his GCS score is low or he's hypercapnic or he's in gasping whatever in that situation you intubate the patient and you will put the nasogastric suction tube to you know see, uh, take the secretions from there surgical consultation is needed and you try to decompress the stomach with the NDT and IV proton pump inhibitor is given in that situation give IV pent up okay that is pentoprazole and IV antibiotic is given so if the patient is coming to you is unstable with perforation in that situation you give the iv metronidazole and iv gentamicin so iv metronidazole and gentamicin is given and eventually you treat for h pylori later on so again with the same omeprazole clarithromycin and amoxicillin but if a patient is unstable remember to have an iv access line check for abc Put the RT tube, surgical consultation, IV proton pump inhibitors, and IV antibiotic, including the metronidazole and gentamicin. Okay, now, so what were the optimal orders you needed? Uh, diagnosis of abdominal x ray, acute series, and abdominal CT scan, and CBC, PT, PTT. Now, Additional testing, you need to rule out whether it is a cardiac uh, chest pain. So you do the ECG as soon as the patient comes. If you are confused, do the tropi to confirm. Then you can also do BMP. You can do LFT, amylase, lipase to, you know, figure out whether it's a case of pancreatitis or a sort of uh, liver involvement. So do LFT, amylase, lipase, BMP, tropi, ECG, and uh, abdominal x-rays, abdominal CD scan, CBC, PTT, PT is done. Now. 
therapy was for pain relief you give opioids not the NSAID so you can give IV morphine or tramadol whatever you have in the setting and uh, consultation surgical consultation is needed you also uh, type and cross match the blood you give the IV pentop IV metronidazole and IV gentamicin okay intravenous access is there so start putting the NSCL nil by mouth nasogastric tube Foley's catheter monitor blood pressure continuously pulse oximetry and cardiac monitoring okay so the diagnosis and management should be instituted within two hours of the stimulated time now what was the sequence in this case so as soon as the patient is coming you Monitor the blood pressure, pulse oximeter and cardiac monitoring. You do the general examination, heart, ch chest uh, and uh, abdominal rectal examination. You order an abdominal x-ray, acute series, give IV morphine, a normal saline. And uh, you wait for the abdominal x-ray result. You see the air under the diaphragm. That suggests the perforation. Now you do the abdominal CT scan. You order CBC, PT, PTT, BMP, LFT, amylase lipase. You also do ECG and troponin levels and uh, then advance uh, to the abdominal CT scan re results. Once you have done the abdominal x-ray, after that you do the ECG, okay? Because you're more suspecting the case that this is a case of peptic perforation, that's why. And just to rule out, then you do the ECG, okay? Now, advance to the abdominal CT scan and uh, consult surgery, give pentop, IV, metronidazole, IV, gentamicin IV, bring cross-matched blood, uh, nasogastric tube, Foley's catheter, and uh, then you advance for the surgical consultation, and this is how the case ends. At the end, you can also order a urea bread testing. Urea bread testing to rule check whether there is H. pylori, and if it is there, then when the patient is going home, you prescribe the treatment, which is uh, clarithromycin, amoxicillin, and omeprazole. So that's how you treat a case of peptic ulcer disease with perforation. Thank you so much for listening.